0: I'm Lynn Borton, host of Choose to be Curious, here with your morning dose of curiosity to go. This week, John L. Jackson, Dean of the Annenberg School of Communications at the University of Pennsylvania, joined me for a conversation that touched on education, ethnography, and being the folks responsible for the version of our culture that we want to pass on.
1: I always try to tell people that what we need to cultivate more of is a sense of everyone's intrinsic and vernacular ethnographic sensibilities. Mm. So, so I think what's, what's great about ethnography, and, and I think what's nice about the fact that as a methodologist, as a social scientist, that's where I landed, is ethnography is one of these ways of being in the world, of making sense of the world, of gathering knowledge from the world, that says it doesn't matter who you're speaking to. It could be a prince, pauper, queen, king, doesn't matter that every single human being is a powerful ambassador for this social world. And if you listen carefully enough, if you take them seriously enough, you'll learn so much about where they come from mm-hmm. and what's important to mm-hmm. them. And that is, at heart, what ethnography is. And it, it's a version of what my grandmother would have said, was suffering fools, right? There's some people who don't have time to listen <laughs> to other people, to feel like they're folks that they can learn from, even if they don't have a high station in life. And there's a, I think that, perspective, that sensibility, is about saying we have to be curious as interlocutors for one another, Mm -hmm. that anyone you interact with, anyone you meet can teach you so much if you're willing to learn. And there's a version of that, I think, that's the core at its best of what the ethnographic gambit entails, right? What it demands of a researcher, because we have all these disciplines that have histories that are rich and important, but we have this buzzword now, interdisciplinarity which means we're also trying to talk across disciplines. Well, to really do that seriously often means a paradigmatic shift in how we think completely and in the kinds of questions we're able to formulate and ask. And that's the stuff I think students still do very well and that most really good universities are trying to cultivate as well as they can. Remember that there's
0: nothing on this planet that
1: isn't worth contemplating.
0: Jews to be Curious is a show all about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in work and life. You can hear the rest of the discussion with John this week, right here on Radio Arlington, Wednesday morning at 10 or Friday at noon. John offers us a challenge that we reconsider curiosity as a fundamental and all too often neglected element of what it means to be a human being with a purpose. What if we really look and listen differently? Or, as my dad likes to say, what if we changed our point of view? Might we see something new? I tested that very idea one cold weekend afternoon when I joined Jason Horowitz, a photographer, as he went out in search of things to shoot. What got me inspired in thinking about this was this saying that my dad has, which is, if you change your point of view, you will see something new, which feels like
2: I think that's entirely the job of the artist and an artist's job is to like you know uh, get people to see things in a new way
0: Uh
2: and then you just work at it till you get there Mm -hmm. It's just like anything else so Mm -hmm. people think of artists as like oh you know It's like brilliant flash of insight and the painting and it's all just sort of intuitive and and maybe it is for some artists, it's not for me and for most of the artists I know. You know, we have ideas and we have things we're working on and then we just like, you know, relentlessly plod forward working on them. That's the only way. The the, the work really talks to you, you know. Uh So it's like you think you're interested in these things when you start shooting and then later on you look at like 50 pictures you took and you like those three and when you look at them, they all have a relationship between them that has nothing to do with what you were thinking about when you started. And then now you're like, oh, next time I go out, I'm going to do that because now I realize I'm more interested. So this is this is I like this better right here. This is nicer. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I see why.
2: Yeah, so this will make a better. I don't know about a better picture, but but I'm going to shoot this next.
0: You can hear the rest of that show and all my other previous episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, MixCloud, SoundCloud, and Facebook, all at Choose to Be Curious and on my website at choosetobecurious.com. I hope you follow me there and on Twitter at choose number two, letter B, curious. John had this great line that I think gets at the very heart of what it means to choose to be curious. He talks about wanting his students and the rest of us to demonstrate conspicuously That we are listening to one another. He wants to see us listening, wants to see us embody listening, demonstrating that we are really taking in the world through others' eyes and experiences. So, as you go into your day, how might you embody listening? Go ahead, choose to be curious.